0: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of Good Calls. I'm Dean Blandino. The crew is all here. Social distancing again. We had that one, we had that one in-person episode. And it was amazing. It
3: was the greatest two hours of our lives. It
2: was in twenty
3: twenty.
2: It, it was the highlight of my twenty twenty <laughs> post February. It yeah. was really just in Travis's garage, hanging out. Talking about all the cool stuff I have in there. Just going, Scott, you weren't there, you missed out, but we're back to we're back to Zoom. Scott, what's the latest? Give us what's the latest on COVID. Let's start California, and then and then let's go countrywide.
4: What, what what's the latest? I mean, I've kind of just given up at this point. Good, uh, that, that, <laughs> and the, well, I, the, you know this will seg nicely into everything we have to talk about. But it was interesting. People were doing maps where it's like where are cases still kind of going up, and they're not doing so well. And where are they playing college football? And it's basically one for one,
2: right? But why? Why does California? I mean, weird. I feel like this state has been very proactive.
4: Why are cases still going up? It's. I mean, I think it's just like the population size. Are you guys hearing? So, what are you watching?
1: What.
2: There's weird sounds. I'm I'm hearing
4: like kids and then I just heard like a roar or something. Are you watching wild, wild country over there? There's like some animal
1: sounds. I don't hear anything. You hear us still? You You don't hear that? No. Your,
4: uh, Your phone might be like connected to a speaker or something because it sounds like this is our audio guy. We're hearing what you were looking at on your phone right now, Joe.
1: Yeah. Huh. Clear. And we're right. going to have to
4: mark this uh, NC17.
1: Good audio guy. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, thought it was go- I thought it was me for a second. I'm like, am I going crazy? What's hey. going on? I got a notification
2: that they might, they might um, suspend rideshares in California.
4: <laughs> well, that's, I saw that. That's-
5: I got that today too.
4: That's that's not related to COVID. That's uh Uber and Lyft Why is it not
5: related to COVID. Because it, no, it's, it's based on the employee. Yes. Qualifications.
4: California has legislation that's gonna possibly make contract workers like that have to be covered more, like by like as an actual employee. So Lyft and Uber are threatening to leave California if that oh, goes through. Sure.
2: I mean, right now it's not, but they they can't leave California.
4: Well, also, it's like the timing isn't really like there's not a lot of leverage for them threatening to leave. Where it's like, all right, no one's using them anyway. No one's using them now,
2: but we're all gonna like hopefully in in you know whatever time we're gonna need them again, and because I don't want to start calling cabs. No, no. cabs Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> nFL um uh, so really not you know not a ton going on. camp started in terms of right they've padded practices this week, um knock on wood, the news you know the testing this protocol seemed to be going well, and uh so not a ton going on there there was some officiating news um the league you know it was um reported that the league has done away with the full time officiating program. look, this thing. When I was at the NFL, you know, and I, 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 was head of officiating in 2013, and we, we had full-time officials like a program in place. We started to to go through an application process. We started to interview. We were in the process of hiring full-time game officials. Um, it's gone back and forth. The league wanted to um, incorporate that in their new CBA with the with the officials, and they actually hired um, 10 full-time officials this off season. They had an application process. They had an interview process and there were 10 officials that were going to be full-time. And then basically they just pulled the plug. They cited costs. um, And so uh, there will be no full-time officials in the NFL this year. There we'll see, you know, they're going to cite costs. as this COVID related? Um, I would imagine anytime the league cut costs, it's gonna be related to uh to COVID. Um, and uh and so that's the deal with that. They did have five officials opt out for the 2020 season. They had to hire additional officials. What's gonna be interesting is you're gonna have no preseason, you're gonna have an official coming directly from college that has never worked in NFL game and is gonna be out there week one working in NFL game, NFL rules and not having that preseason. So it's going to be a steep, steep learning curve for these officials and all of the officials without a preseason. um, But everybody's in the same boat, players, coaches, no one has the preseason. So five did opt out. It was funny of one of the five that opted out that the league um, let go uh, several officials in the off season based on performance. And the, you know, the, the, the union, the, the NFL RA represents the game officials. They, Filed a grievance um, on two of those officials. Um, the union won that grievance, and so two of those officials were reinstated for the 2020 season. And one of those officials that was reinstated opted out. So this guy went from being fired to guaranteed a job in 2021 because of COVID. That is using. That is making the best of a bad situation. That's. I feel like that's something Joe would. Joe would would pull off. Would be like slick like that. But that's the deal.
5: So some people maximize their opportunities. Maximize the opportunities. (laughs) You definitely
3: can't be upset with the guy.
5: No, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all.
2: But but and look, here's the deal. Everybody, full-time game officials, it's not it, there's there's a misconception there. Game officials what's the benefit there? Yeah, you know, NFL officials work, right? Baseball umpires work. They work the games that they're scheduled. NBA referees work the games they're scheduled. NHL referees work the games that they're scheduled. There just happens to be more games every week. There's more games in those other sports. NFL officials work the games that they're scheduled once a week. And during the week, and that's the way football has always been, so during the week, what are they going to do? Sit around? No, they're going to have other jobs, right? And, you know, yeah, they can watch film. Yeah, you know, you're not going to have game officials. NFL officials work in practice every week. A, this year they can't even work practice. You're not going to you're not going to have additional people at practice under these
1: protocols. Right.
2: But you can't they're going to be working practice and then working games. Um, that create that familiarity can create issues. They they are as full-time as they're going to get. And uh, and I don't know labeling them full-time um, to me is more of just a PR thing. And and I, you're still going to have officials that um, Make mistakes, and you're still going to have officiating issues, whether they're they're deemed full time or not. But they do put in um, a lot of time into their craft. They they spend full time hours on officiating all all during the week, and uh, and you know, and then on the weekends they're they're gone, and they're at the say, they're at the city, and and putting in the work. So it's I don't know what full time officiating gets us personally, but that's just how how I am. Joe's a part-time audio guy, and he's one of the best in the business. (laughs) The best, right? The best. Um, College football. So, college football. Scott, you were saying, right? So, the ACC is planning on playing Mm -hmm. uh, UNC, who's in the ACC right? They were going to have kids on campus. And then there was a rash of, of positive tests. Now we're going to be online, but UNC has said we are going to participate. What what else is going on? Um, Notre Dame, right? Simbo?
4: Yes. Yeah. So UNC, uh, a, a, they weren't, they're being a little coy about actually the total number of cases, but UNC's school paper had a headline that Said, uh, you know, this is a cluster. Wait, we can swear on this, right? It <laughs> just has to
2: market explicit.
4: Uh, unfortunately, that like the headline was like, it's a cluster fuck. So market What's explicit. In oh. the
1: paper?
4: Yeah, in the student paper. Like, and then so, uh, yeah. And now Notre Dame, um, you know, they actually, I think the president of Notre Dame ran an editorial, had an editorial run in the New York Times like a few weeks ago saying, hey, we're going to have kids on class, on campus uh but then you know Notre Dame's moving to i believe a uh distance learning for 2 weeks now because of a uh, undergrad outbreak so um you know these are schools that have football plans too so um
2: yeah Notre Dame's going to play in the ACC obviously North Carolina's in the ACC Um, this is, you know, we're coming to crunch time where, uh, you know, the SEC, the big 12 and the and the ACC are going to have to make some decisions pretty time, pretty soon. Um, the, the SEC is scheduled to start September 26th. So they pushed back. Um, I think the big 12 released part of their schedule. Um, I don't know if Travis, you can find out when they're scheduled to start. Um, ACC, I think is pushed back, but Hey, the Sun Belt is scheduled September 5th, baby. Yeah. Sun Belt football.
4: Yeah. Oh, and one other thing is, uh, I believe it was the Alabama AD tweeted, yeah. tweeted out the other day. It's like a photo of people. I believe it was in Tuscaloosa of people just kind of waiting in line. And it's like, hey, these people don't want or the exact thing is who wants college sports this fall? Question mark. Obviously not these people. Uh, because it was just a big pack of people. Ooh, they were and, doing... and, and I will say, I think that's really the the big concern, I think, because student athletes also were tweeting. I believe it was Auburn student, uh, athletes that were like, hey, we're back on campus and no one's wearing masks. And for a lot of these guys, I do think they'll follow the rules. We joke about, hey, they're going to go out and party, but they want to play. I believe the majority will follow the rules, but what can they do if they have to go to a class where someone has been just partying all weekend and has it and is spreading it in the classroom, you know? So it, it, it's kind of out of their hands a lot because even though they'll mostly stay together, they'll mostly be eating together. You can't walk around a college campus.
2: You're and, on a college campus you know, and not everybody's going to abide by the rules. And I agree with you, Scott. I think, I think these student athletes—they want to play. There's so much. You look at what the, what's happening with the Big Ten and and you know, Justin Fields from Ohio State, and they're putting together. He he put together a, a petition over 250,000 signatures. Parents want to go to the Big Ten office and meet with Commissioner Kevin Warren. Um, there's been some some you know obviously high-profile coaches like Jim Harbaugh and and uh, and and others um, that that want to play Scott Frost. And uh, and then there was some even some 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 confusion as to whether the the Big Ten presidents even voted um, to you know postpone the season. And there was some question. And I know the the president of Minnesota had come out, and I can't remember her name right now, but she had come out and said it. And, and it was an interesting quote because I think she said, "I, I want to be perfectly clear. I'm unclear as to whether we actually had a vote." And and uh, and so there just seems to be so much, um, going on. And these, these kids, they want to play football. There's a lot riding on this. Think about not just the small percentage that are going to go play in the NFL, but if, if this is your, if this is your last year of eligibility, right. To, to, to not be able to, to experience that and go out and, and play your last, your last season, that's a big, big deal. And, um, And I agree. Those kids are going to, they're going to abide by the rules, the majority of them, but not everybody on a college campus. And obviously from that picture, I saw that picture. I mean, no one's social distancing.
4: uh, Yeah. The the problem too is just, that's why, you know, as administrators in these colleges, they are choosing to forego students on campuses, certain schools, because, um, I mean, college students are not going to, you you it, it's impossible to tell like you know if you have a full campus it's like thirty thousand students no one go out and party like all stay it's inside not gonna
2: go out until the never gonna and hang out right like yeah. it's, it's impossible it's impossible to you know you've got in dorm rooms they're not no not a, you don't have one person per dorm you know like yeah. you, you know, <laughs> school, maybe four um, suite mates the whole deal so that that's not. I mean, that's not easy to to social yeah. distance.
4: And I'm not and I'm not really even blaming this this students. It's like, look, you're sending us off and these are the this is the first time a, a you know, a fourth of those people will ever have been away from home. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah. And it's not even necessarily like nefarious, it's just like it, they're on their own. They've got a lot of time on their hands. You can't expect them to stay in a room the whole time.
2: That was the shock for me when you know going to college. Like the time you have, right? You think you're in high school and you you go whatever you see, like eight a.m. to three o'clock, right? You're in school, and then if you're doing if you're doing after school activities, if you're playing sports, right? You doing, You go to college, and it's like okay, I got I got this class Tuesdays and Thursdays for an hour and a half. And I got this class. and If I'm doing fifteen, even a full course load, fifteen credits, how many hours am I doing a week?
3: Right? Yeah, you could legitimately have Mondays and Fridays off, have four
4: day weekends. You know, oh, that that's hours? how I scheduled my schedule. Of course. Like I, it's like, hey, I'm like, I'm doing no classes on Friday, classes? no classes before eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah, so you could go and, out, and like you and said, then, and
2: then you're, and then you're like, ah, I'm not going to go to class. Right? It's not like. High school where, you know, it's, you could just not show up. Obviously you, you know, you can't show up five, not show up <laughs> five, six times in a row. You're not going to pass the class, but you could, you could take, you know, take one, one class off every couple of weeks and it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. Like, you're on your own.
4: I and, was a history major. I barely showed up to any classes. All you have to do is read the books. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even do that. really. Well, so. We
2: went to, we went to college in different eras. Like when I was in school, you know, the the internet was not readily available where right. you could just, you had to go do you had to actually go to the library, get the book, or go to the, the microfiche. Okay, <laughs> which which if you don't know
4: what that is, Google it because now you can Google it. When I went to school you <laughs> Can you spell out i, I for was us? i was still in school when you know the i had to, there were there was just books that was the option but i just mean you know if you're a liberal arts major you can kind of slack off i had all those friends who were you know they had hard science and i'm like you're studying a lot yeah no way
3: yeah, I was a broadcast major we you had to go to class i went to a small school you had to go to class but it was not difficult yeah just being there was was pretty much your grade yeah, so
5: hey, keep to, all hey, of that in mind. Not, not to break up the nerd talk, but uh Maeda's going in the ninth with a no hitter. I,
3: I know I was gonna say that. I was gonna say former Dodger and as uh Dean's wearing his Dodger hat. Current
4: twins picture. Yes.
5: is great I love Maeda. He was a yeah. great picture for us. No, no, going in nine. I no. just want to... uh,
4: so they're letting him finish it out too?
5: Well it's a, it's the bottom of the 8th they they're they're batting, but I don't see okay. why they take. Well, that. we're
2: going to talk a little baseball later. Let's before we go to break. Travis, can we have a moment of silence for the CFL? One hundred yeah. years of the Grey Cup.
3: It's it's a sad day with their long with their long end zones and their uh, their 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 wide receiver that starts running before the play. Like it's, uh, I it's think that's the day.
5: coolest thing.
3: <laughs> it's
4: yeah, I do, cool. Joe. I'm with you. Cool. I wish the NFL would allow that.
5: Yeah, why don't they, Dean?
2: allow the receivers to be in motion. Yeah, the running
4: start.
2: You know how hard that is? You know what, what, what type of, like the CFL, it's a different athlete, right? The, the CFL, the, the receivers, the skill position players, it's a completely different athlete. If you allowed NFL receivers a running start like that, it would Could you be, imagine? In the, in the shorter field, you know what defenses would do? The type of what collisions and things <laughs> it would be a shit show. It
3: would be an absolute shit. Trip. Could you imagine Randy Moss with a running start against Steve's back in the day?
2: It yeah. would be insane. It's insane. the first five yards would be an absolute battle because you would try to you would try to get a jam and it would be it would be insane. <laughs> That'd be so cool. All so right, SEC start date is the twenty sixth. Of- SEC is the twenty sixth. Where what is the Big Twelve tentatively scheduled? Um, Standby. You obviously weren't listening because that's the one I actually had, the SEC.
3: I was I was looking at the Kenna Maeda. I, you know, I was a Twins fan.
2: You I guys yelled at me when I was watching the game during yeah, the
3: game. Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't
2: a no-hitter. <laughs> yeah, but it was the game where they were thrown at the Astros. But yeah, you, yeah.
4: you also literally turn around. Like, you just leave the this the, the shot. You're just doing whatever. We don't know where you are.
1: All right.
2: Well, let's when Travis will figure out, let's go to break. When we come back... Um, He'll have it for us. I I do want to talk a little NBA when we come back next on Good Call.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
6: Lazarus Naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. We're
2: back from Ball. Travis finally found when the ACC is scheduled to start. Or the Big Twelve? Big Twelve, September twelfth.
3: I was. I was still looking at the Kenna Maeda.
2: Oh God! All right, Kenna Maeda is pitching a no hitter right now in the ninth inning. Okay, so. Oh non
3: conference games for the twelfth of September. 12th,
2: well, okay,
3: yeah, and then the twenty sixth is when they'll start their conference game. Like non conference games, how are they going to play non conference games?
2: Well, I think there's there the SEC, the Big Twelve, um, ACC. I think they have. They didn't mention they want to play one one non non conference game. All right. Well, moving on. Moving on. on a, you watch NBA playoffs. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm excited. Late, uh, Joe. I think your Lakers might be in trouble. No, they're fine. I think Dame Dame Lillard is Dame's like nasty. everybody's on Look, this hype train right now. He looks. He,
5: I mean, they're Can losing right know? now. And
2: the Blazers aren't. You know, the Blazers aren't bad. Could could they? Could this be the upside? Like, Lakers have not looked good in the bubble. I mean, walk. I know they weren't playing for anything. They were locked in. But I'd love to
4: see. The Blazers beat. Them. I mean, the Bucks lost today. The Bucks did lose today, which that's that's, that's a, a big They were one. a
5: 15 point favorite, and I think they lost by 12. Mm. That's crazy. That's that's wild.
4: That would be
2: an incredible upset. That would Thinkers be are down by
5: three in the, in the third quarter or five. So
2: I think, hey, I think they're in trouble. Um, but the game that got caught my attention from an officiating perspective that got a lot of people going was the Mavs Clippers game one um, with basically Kristaps Porzingis, former Nick who didn't want to play in New York. So I don't, karma's a bitch. But he got teed up early um, and he had a clean block. And look, the officials called it. He had a clean block. He reacted and got teed up. Um, Can you hear this? Back in Santa Monica. Actually, (laughs) the main streets of SM. Probably a... I don't know. Bro, somebody might have fell down a flight of stairs, or a
4: Botox emergency. Botox, maybe emergency. Emergency.
2: it's life alert. <laughs> <laughs>
4: really, <like> every eleven <laughs> minutes, <laughs> every, every eleven minute
5: saves a life. Every eleven minutes, callbacks, Parents, callbacks. all of them are in Santa Monica,
2: <laughs> and it feels like they're all in Santa Monica. Every eleven minutes, it's another life alert saved. Um, so Porzingis gets teed up for. I not I look. I don't. I'm not an expert in NBA. Those guys have a hard job. Um, I think it's one, I think it, if not the most difficult, it's one of the most difficult sports. The, like the guy's circling my block right now. Like he's not even going to no, stopped he's at your just front door. <laughs> and it's a really hard sport to officiate. It's a hard game to officiate, <laughs> but I, I think that the technical fouls, I think I thought it was a soft technical. He reacted. He thought he got a clean block and then you come back and there's a little bit of a kind of a, a tussle. And he comes over and and he pushes um, Marcus Morris and um, ends up getting his second technical and out of the game. That's your second best player in a a really close game. And, um, you know, they NBA Twitter went off. And it's what's interesting is how NBA players are allowed to go on Twitter and critique officiating in the NFL. You can't do that. In the NFL, if you started on like you will get fined for that. But NBA like players, they went off. That's a soft tech. Patrick Mahomes chimed in. He said, "That's trash." Well, Patrick Mahomes won't get fined for talking about NBA officials. Okay, so if he did that for NFL officials, he would get he would get
5: fine. He can afford it.
2: Yeah, he can afford it. But I have, but you know I've never seen a guy that that. A better guy, a better player that signs a contract that is going to give him and his family's lifetime of security. That took more shit for that contract that he could have got more. Um, but
3: anyway, and then he went and bought part of the Royals too. It's he just, did.
2: Who's going to win the NBA? Who's going to win the, the the championship this year? The, the box clippers. Clippers, you well, Lakers now, of course.
4: Lakers and all that. Scott, who, um, you know who I know why. You know, I though I don't really like a, a lot of these teams. So to be honest, I'd love it if the Blazers just went on a run.
2: I think that'd be fun. I think for me, don't sleep on the defending champs. I know I know they lost Kawhi, but Toronto,
4: Toronto's got no, to get- the the East actually is now weird because uh Ben Simmons is out potentially for the entirety of the playoffs. Gordon Hayward they just announced new, out for exactly yeah. at least three, four weeks. Yep. The Raptors are good. The East is kind of open if the Bucks are not locked in, you know. So
2: the lo- if the Bucks get knocked out in this first round, that that would be, be-
4: And as a and as much as I hate the guy, Jimmy Butler, I mean he's he's clutch. The Heat looked good today. So Yeah. No, the Heat
2: I mean, Bam I, uh a bio? I, the bio, um, they've got a good squad. The the Goran Dragic. I mean, they've got. I, I think they could win that
1: series.
5: You know, I you know that I I said Toronto before this whole thing started, right? Did you? You know, it was on the episode. You said what's okay. the best value, and I said Toronto, and now you're yeah, jumping we, on we my. Did...
3: That was the in person episode. We
2: did talk about good
4: value.
5: That was the in person one. Yeah.
4: By the way, the no hitter just got broken. Yeah, yeah.
5: Eric Sogar. talking about it.
4: Soft liner.
3: Just Good. over. I'd Anyways, love, now
5: if they just lose, it'd be fantastic.
3: No, we want the Twins to win, so they can lose to the Yankees. Yeah, the that's yeah. fine. Just get there.
4: Um. Yeah. It, you know, there's another theory that some people think about these technicals. Also, is just that without the crowd noise, uh, mm-hmm. the the players can are heard a lot easier. So even that's an like point. Uh, you know, even, you know, swearing under their breath is going to be loud and they're going to, the officials are going to hear it.
2: It's more, yeah, it's more evident as to what they're doing um, without the crowd. noise. But they're, they're actually doing a pretty good job. I saw, you know, with the virtual fans, when they're shooting free throws and you're on the the road, technically, the fans are like waving and being Mm -hmm. trying to distract them, which, which is interesting. They're trying to make it as, as close to real, real life as possible or, you know, real environment. As possible. Um, all right. Let's let's can we can we can we throw out the baseball unwritten rule book? Can we just throw it out? Can we can we be done with it?
3: There's a few. So, and, and since there was a no hitter going on, there's one. You shouldn't bunt to break up a no hitter. That that one I feel like is an unwritten rule. But you,
2: can, but you can every time a guy gets up that pulls the ball, you can throw nine nine fielders on one side of the field. Yeah, that's so that I it. still think that's ridiculous. You, you can you can shift. And take base hits away that have been base hits forever. And and you bunt and if I bunt to beat the shift or I bunt to beat a no-hitter, that's that's unwritten. Well bunt
3: bunt to beat the shift. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm okay with that. Bunt to beat it. to break up the no hitter.
4: Yeah, that's kind of seamless. Yeah, weird. I mean, I'm just I am I'm, I'm with Travis on just that specific one. But yeah, they're on un- the okay, quote so unquote, literally- But the reason we got into this
3: conversation is that the 3 0 grand slam.
2: Here, they're up ten three. Base is loaded, 3-0 pitch, right? And he, hits a, he, take, he swings and he hits, he hits a grand slam. And the Rangers, then they throw at Machado the next at bat, and the Rangers manager uh, made a big deal. And even the, 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 the Padres manager kind of, and I think he kind of backtracked because he said that Tatis missed the take sign. And it's hmm. a learning moment for him. It's a learning moment for him that you can't miss those signs. Wait, wait, What was the score of the game? 10-3, bases loaded in the eighth inning. They're up 10-3? A, they were up 10-3. And it's a 3-0 pitch, and he swung at a 3-0 pitch. And he hit a grand slam, and the Rangers got butthurt.
4: And, <laughs> and- but it, I'm just like, are, he, so he's supposed to literally just intentionally not get a hit.
5: Well, no, you're well, supposed he, to be taking a 3-0. He's supposed
4: to take the pitch. No, I understand that, but they, they were pissed that he also hit the grand slam. Like they were pissed because it's like the game's out of reach, even though it's not. Well, I
5: think that they're just pissed that he swung three Oh, and they're up seven.
4: But here's the thing is that, why is that an
5: unwritten rule? Why do I have to take
2: a three Oh pitch? I don't think I don't
5: believe that that's really, I played baseball many years. I don't really think that that's an unwritten rule. I think you're allowed to swing three Oh,
2: then you get, then the pitcher has basically can groove one and I can't swing.
5: I think what they're saying is, that at 3 0, when you're up seven, the game's pretty much out of reach. It, you shouldn't be giving the batter the green light.
2: But yeah, the manager said, the Padres said that they gave him the take sign, but to me it's all bullshit. 10 3 in the eighth inning. So I did a little research. Okay. Uh oh. So what do you think? What do you think is, the, is the, the, some of the best comebacks? What do you think is the best ninth inning comeback in, in major league history? 11 runs, 12 runs, 19.
4: Okay. I mean, it's gotta be big because I've seen, I've watched a lot of baseball and it's like teams you can really get going a rally. Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll go. Well, you know what? I'll go one higher. I'll go 13 runs. Okay. So 13 runs is a bit much, but there's been four times. in major league. Baseball <laughs> well, I, I wasn't going to say the same answer as everyone else. So
2: four times. There's been four, four times in major league baseball history that a team has overcome an eight, run or more deficit in the ninth inning okay so eight runs or more in the ninth inning right in 1952 the cubs were down 8-2 with two outs and nobody on in the ninth inning and they won nine nothing you know what their winning percentage was down 8-2 with two outs and nobody on it was 0.001 and they won the game that's Can you a live bet on that it yeah there. yeah <laughs> the Phillies, the Phillies in 1990 we're down 11-3 going into the ninth inning and beat the Dodgers 12-11. The, the, you know what's what's the record for the number of RBIs, number of runs batted in in one inning by one player? You know what that record is? I think it's seven, isn't it? It's eight. Ah, oh. So they were up they were up 10-3, which is seven runs. And the record for one batter in one inning is... Eight runs. You know who that you know who that record is held by? Oh gosh. Reggie Jackson? No. Nope. Kevin Mitchell. Nope. I,
4: I have no guess.
2: I have... How, about, how about the guy that sired Fernando Tatis Jr.? How about Fernando Tatis? Well not really? Hit two grand slams against the Dodgers in 1999 and one inning. That's amazing.
4: Wow. Right? Yeah. So it, it comes down to though, it's like, why are we play why do people like sports? Because there's all you think you've seen it all, and then once in a million, something crazy happens, like a crazy comeback. Which is yeah. why you never let your feet off the gas, foot off the gas. And the other thing is, I get it if this is a high school game, or right. it's or it's a you know it's a team that's so clearly outclassing the other
2: team. Yeah, these are Little professional league. baseball players.
5: Little league, exactly. Maybe. Yeah, not even high school. Little league, maybe.
2: Little league. Right, professional baseball players. You know what the you know what the most runs in the modern day era? The most runs in one inning scored. What do you think?
1: One inning. I Fifteen. No, more than that. It's more than that, right? Eighteen. Travis, take a guess. Fifteen, eighteen. I
2: got nine. I got nineteen. Seventeen. Ah. Seventeen. Runs in one inning, so I don't care. Ten three is not insurmountable. Well, can I can I ask a question? I,
3: I don't know. What are the tiebreakers for this season? If we're on a shortened season. You're going to have less games. Like, is run differential a, uh, a tiebreaker to get no, into the postseason? Oh, okay. 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 I was just say, if they had that,
4: then yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's I'm swing every time. Rules more complicated, but but, but anyways, like, like getting back <laughs> to the core of this argument, which is unwritten rules. Baseball is by far the worst of the the sports because every sport has quote unquote unwritten rules. Yeah. Every, every living life has those, but baseball, they're the most bizarre. And I think it, it in this era, especially they stick out the most because most of the unwritten rules tend to be silly and uh, like, uh, You know, against, I guess, for a lack of better term, fun, you know, where it's like it's about uh, some weird sign of respect. And the other weird unwritten rule is if you like is let me throw the ball at a guy because they did it to us. Like it's these weird accelerating things where it's not good for the game, really. And then this this just brings a weird spotlight to baseball where you're just
5: what are the unwritten rules? Like what what are the ones that?
4: Well the they mentioned, right? The, the the bunt to break up
2: the no hitter. Um the you know the the back flips oh, the bat and, bat flip. and watching watching your home run, not running it out. Um, that you know that gets pitchers upset. Um, those, those types of things. I think Stealing bases
5: um, with a big lead.
4: Yes, exactly.
5: Don't uh, like, don't basically like... it's like don't rub it in their face that they're losing. But you know what? That sells, man there's a reason yeah. conor mcgregor gets all he wa- gets watched by everybody because and
4: the and i agree with you joe because the other thing is in sports you need a hero and you need a villain and it's not fun if you like why are like the bad boys like the detroit pistons it's like the the yep. university of miami college football team they you need people to quote-unquote like rub it in people's faces because it, it it makes a more compelling story if everyone was and I apologize to Mike Trout I know he's a big fan of this podcast but if you're <laughs> if every player was Mike Trout
1: yeah.
4: it would be I mean it already kind of is baseball is to me pretty boring there's a lack of personalities
2: Mike Trout is is, is will go down as one of the greatest players in the history of the game but Already in his young career, Fernando Tatis Jr. is way more interesting than Mike Trout. I mean, yes. he just and and that and not nothing against Mike Trout. Nobody's telling you don't be anything that you aren't. But to Joe's point about Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor is as big as he is. Yes, he's had to back it up um, in the ring, but he's not the best fighter to ever grace a, a UFC octagon. You know, he's not. But he he has. Easily surpassed. He's the most marketable, and he's the most lucrative fighter to ever be in the UFC because he he combined that talent with that bravado and that image. And Mike Trout, that's just not who Mike Trout is. And,
4: and there, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just it is just a thing where um, it, it's a, it's just a little bit like it, it goes against how sports are these days, which is like bigger, larger than life entertainment. And a grand slam is really fun and it's cool to hit a home run. So it's very confusing. I think for people where they're like, wait, why are people angry? Especially as I think Joe has already said also, it's like you're a pro athlete. If you don't want to lose, just be better or else keep, it's like, why, why are you complaining?
2: Cause baseball's a, baseball has been, you think of, look at baseball, you know, the average fan and that it's, it's you know, it's been the perception. I don't personally buy into that, but that it's a dying sport it's no longer the pastime and everything else. This, this sport is going to be carried by people like Fernando Tatis Jr. And people, young people can get behind and watch and find interesting and and cheer for. So you don't want to tamper that. You don't want to temper that. You want to, you know, you want to encourage it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that's why, you know, and I think a lot of people and a lot of people came to his defense, um, even Johnny Bench, who's, you know, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest catchers and players of all time, who came and said that, you know, tweeted that, and I love that Johnny Bench is on Twitter tweeting uh, that, you know, what are you supposed to do? You take the 3-1 pitch, you take the 3-0 pitch, now it's 3-1. and The pitcher makes a great pitch on, on 3-1. and Now you're 3-2, and then you hit into a double play. You know, what What do you, what, why is that okay? Um,
5: I don't think there's so, anything wrong with that at all. You know, it's interesting. I actually played baseball. High school baseball with the Rangers, uh, with the manager of the Rangers, Chris Woodward. He was our shortstop. Yeah, he's the one that's caused all this issue. Is he the one that's all fired up? Who's the one that's all butthurt? So our high school baseball coach was really big on that kind of stuff, and sure. him and our yeah. high school baseball coach were like almost like father and son. When he got mm. when he got when he got um when he got the job, he wrote this big old thing about how our high school baseball coach, you know, helped. Help him get there, and he the, the, he was like always on the field with him and hanging out with him, you know, on the weekends and everything. Was...
2: This is information you could have added so much earlier in the conversation. Like I can't, really, sometimes I don't, I don't know time, when... you've had, like, some serious pertinent information. Like, oh, guess what? He didn't the want to name Rangers, drop Rangers. I used to play with them, and like, wh- like what? Well,
5: I, I, I some I don't like to name drop like you. I name <laughs> drop. Oh, my God. I name drop? When do I Travis, name drop? Travis, Travis, talk to him.
2: What, because I've hung out at Sylvester Stallone house? <laughs>
4: <laughs> By the way, the Twins game is now tied. I know, it's <laughs> yeah, Jinx, Oh, That's it's
2: fantastic. One, the one unwritten rule that I was involved in at the NFL, which I thought was kind of bullshit, was when um, Tampa, when Greg Shiano was at Tampa and on the kneel down, when they they try to, um, it was happening against the Giants first, and th- they were taking a knee at the end of the game, and he had the defensive lineman play full bore, like go full in, try to try to get the ball, and it started a fight. And I thought that was kind of that, that was kind of bush league. Um, but other than that,
5: I don't have a problem with anything. Why don't they just make a rule, a real a written rule, that says, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna kneel like there should be like a sign talked about it,
2: but ultimately they didn't want to, they didn't want to like legislate that play. Um, They just, they just said, listen, it is what it is. You got to be ready to play. I think why don't they just like how they
5: do the intentional walk now, instead of actually throwing the pitch just say, Hey, we're, we're, we're giving up. I think
2: what, I think what people had a problem with, and I know, you know, Tom Coughlin had an issue with, which, which I tend to agree. And I love Greg Shiano and I think he's a great guy, but that hadn't been done in the NFL ever. And now he comes in as a college coach. No one is expecting it and they do it. And it was just kind of the reaction, like it's going to cause a fight. Like it's going to, it's going to be an issue. And they did it. They did it more than once the first time. They ran it once and then they ran it on the second one. It's like, you're asking for it there. And the likelihood that you're going to, the likelihood that you're going to get the ball because you can't interfere with the snap. If you interfere with the snap, that's a foul. So the likelihood that you're going to get a, get the football is so minuscule um, that I thought was was it was uncalled for in that situation. Then when everybody knew it was it was an issue, like they were going to teams were ready. Like I remember talking to Jeff Fisher, and he's like, you know, if they try that, we're going to go into a kneel down and and we're gonna we're gonna run a like an option pass out of it. And we're gonna we're gonna pitch to the to the back and we're gonna throw and my end is gonna go deep and we're gonna score a touchdown in a game that's already out of reach, you know? So it just kind of led to that type of stuff. Uh,
4: the one one last thing, the one unwritten rule about don't admire your home run, that one gets me so angry because so it's just stupid. like just like that like especially it's just like you you let him hit a home run. It's your fault as the pitcher. So, like, it's, it's very weird that pitchers get to be angry.
5: Yeah, I agree that. with you. And, and not to mention, if you're a great player, you get 50 a year. Why not admire it? I mean, have you ever seen Dean after he blows his hair out? He just stares. Yeah, and we understand. When he goes off the air
2: after a great hit. I get, it's like, I get way more than 50 of those a year. That's my whole point. Like if there's 365 days in a year, there's, I get 350 really good hair days. Wow. All right, let's go to break.
5: We come back.
2: Joe's got some big news for you.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
6: Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. All
2: right, we're back on Good Calls. And and Joe Joe has some news for us. Joe is is a very positive guy. He is. Oh, boy. He's positive. And he's the guy that, like, he's the hype guy. He's always going to make you feel good. He's very liberal with his compliments. I'm not good with compliments, um, and now I don't know if you can hear. I got a skateboarder outside, but anyway, can um, or die. But Joe got some news, and he is negative. Joe, would you like to? Would you like to? <laughs> <share>? <laughs> would
5: you yeah. like to share? Well, that yesterday, was, yesterday was my birthday. And well, happy for, birthday! Thank you. Happy
1: birthday!
5: And for my birthday, Happy 22. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Oh, okay. Mm. And for my birthday, I decided to get a COVID test and I uh, got the results this morning and I'm, I'm COVID free, boys.
3: Congratulations.
4: So that's what we want
3: to hear. Well, we there think it is. You might
5: have I definitely don't feel great. I definitely don't feel great. I don't know why. <laughs> We've got to be different. Everybody else is getting COVID. He's got to get modified. I don't know. I just, I have it. a sore throat and a little bit of achy muscles. Swollen
4: right. lymph nodes. Swollen lymph nodes. That's not good. It does sound like mono.
5: Well, thank God that you're a history major and not a doctor.
4: <laughs> I can tell you the history of mono. <laughs> please,
3: please.
2: spare it. Yeah. All right. So I think I told you guys I've, I've upped my Ben and Jerry's half-baked intake to two pints per week. I feel like I can, um, I've been eating pretty healthy. My portion control has been really good. So I can have the two pints and I'm, I'm, I'm actually really struggling with this. How do I spread it out? Like I wanna, I wanna spread it out and not have too big a gap between the pints because it's something I legitimately look forward to. When I wake up and I know it's half baked night, it's like legit changes my day. So I was thinking, um, you know, initially I was thinking Friday Monday.
3: Okay, that was my so first thought.
2: Friday Monday. It gives me one. It gives me one weekend night. Like Friday, let's kick off the weekend. Let's get crazy. And then a short window, and then I get Monday to kick off my week. And then, you know, I kind of, then I have the, the four-day wait to Friday. And then I was like, well, maybe, maybe Saturday,
5: Tuesday works better. See, maybe I, th- I think a Sunday, Wednesday is ideal, and I'll tell you why.
6: Sunday, I love
5: Wednesday. I love eating ice cream Sunday night, like to cap off my week, like almost like that glass of wine that some people have, like, oh, I'm, I'm done with the week. Give me the but pint of ice cream. Sundays,
4: you're done with the weekend.
5: You done with the week as well. But, yeah, but you
4: know, I, I'm with Joe. I actually like Joe's because I Friday Monday is too close. I, I initially thought that, but it's like
2: you the between Friday and Monday. Like Friday, you're like, oh, it's not too long after I eat that pint. I don't have to wait a long time. Oh, and, uh, and
4: just to clarify too, this is your scheduling the day that you can just. Eat the whole pint, right? That, whole that's what pint. we're talking
2: There's no... Yeah, <sighs> yeah Scott, Scott, any,
5: that's... Come on. I really that's, don't yeah.
2: eat any other dessert. Like that, That's it. Like, you know, like after dinner, I don't eat. That's it. So eat the whole pint. So Sunday, Wednesday. So that would mean I have to wait. I have a pint. That would mean I have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah,
5: so you and go then, tomorrow and then you do... And you could... And if you really are... If Saturday night is really... Lonely, you could do a Saturday night instead of Sunday. So you could do Wednesday, Sunday, or Wednesday, Saturday, in the event that Saturday is just not really you need. Yeah, a little flex a little, schedule.
4: And I need it. Yeah, yeah, like so. Yeah, I like that because it's like if you if you are really you just you you need it, you can flex it on the weekday too. So it's, it's just like it's, it's a, like like Sunday night football, like, exactly. Like so, it's like you have one for sure during the Monday through Friday week, and you have one on that weekend, or I guess say Monday through Thursday. And then, you know, you have one Friday through Sunday. You want to try to stick to a given date, but like Joe said, you know, you had a rough Saturday or something, the Dodgers lost. You can just go in it
5: and think about this during football season. It'll be like Sunday night. You had a long day in the cube. You You get to look forward and we might be recording Sunday nights. Again, you get to look forward to that pint. Once we're done with the good calls episode. Oh, yeah.
3: Why don't we get uh, so so along the cube? Why don't we get ice cream for the cube, too? Like, I think that's an addition for this this year.
5: No, dude, I
3: I, I can't. a clean up
5: or no.
3: No, no, we'll just buy some pints and put them in the freezer and we'll we'll eat them at some point during the day. I like the flex, though. I like the Wednesday and then Saturday or Sunday because you can be like, oh, okay, Saturday, I, I. I got this movie I wanna watch or Sunday you remember you want to watch a movie, you can just
5: I do like the Wednesday to look forward to and you can get you know the hump day and you kinda of get through and nothing evening. good happens on Wednesday except now something good does happen on a Wednesday.
2: <laughs> I like that. I kinda like that. I feel my day, my Wednesday I don't mind. My Tuesday's always been my kind of like and day, you know just so you know, County. Lakers
5: just took the lead, so just thought you but, should know that. Right. Brewers did no no, 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 Lakers. Oh, I think there's one other thing about the ice cream, though, Dean. I really want you to expand your horizons flavor wise. It doesn't always have to be half baked.
2: Look, I've tried other flavors, it's not the same. It's just not. And I'm not going to waste a pint on, you know, whatever, whatever else it is.
4: Well, so do you, are you, are you against any other ice cream, premium brand ice creams in pints? No, I'm not against
2: it. Um, I just, I am partial to Ben and Jerry's. I used to be a big, um, like, look, growing up, it was, it was like Breyers in yeah. a half gallon, um, yeah. or friendlies and you go to friendlies and you guys don't know friendlies, but friendlies and you get like a half gallon of ice cream or a big tub of ice cream. Um, and then Ben and Jerry's came around and it was like, Oh, cookie dough. That's amazing. mm mm-hmm. And then they had chocolate fudge brownie. I was like, "Ooh, that's amazing!" You know, it would be even more amazing if they combine those two into one pint. And lo and behold, <laughs> here comes cafe into my life.
5: Like, I do understand where you're coming from because I had a Talenti the other night, like a chocolate coffee, and I, I mean, I put, oh, uh, I, just, I put the whole pint down, but it just it's it wasn't. What
4: about those Vermont cows? I don't know. What about what about um? I mean there's one in your in your area. I, I don't love them but salt and straw. I know no, they do you never had it. Never so, had it. No so there's one in your neighborhood. Scott, we don't do yeah. the trendy
5: stuff like that, dude. We just it's really to, good, if it's though. not a seven, at this point it's not that trendy. It. It's just
4: it's just another ice cream spot.
5: You can't buy the seven eleven, we ain't we're not in.
4: You can get yeah. it at the, you can get it at Whole Foods and I know Dean I is a another, big Whole Foods guy. This no, is true. I haven't
2: gone I haven't gone to Whole Foods in a long, long time. I've Oh, I've, I'm sorry. I'm going to either Bristol Farms or now I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to Vons. Oh, man. Ooh, just a regular old grocery store.
4: Wow. He's slumming grocery. it at Vons. I'm just going to the Vons. The keto grocery store is the closest one. Go to the closest one.
2: Vons is, is, is pretty
4: close. Yep.
1: Mm.
4: Bristol Farms usually has a... This is great podcast content. I'm sure everyone across the country is loving what grocery stores we like in you know, in West LA. You know what? The pandemic.
3: What
5: last we week's episode really inspired me this week. I went shopping uh, at a Theory. I bought some beautiful pants. The theory's got nice stuff. Theory they do. Nice stuff. You, you, you inspire that. You, you were telling me theory. how much you like Theory last week on the, on the podcast and theory I happened to really be nice at a Theory outlet and uh, yeah. got yeah. a black button up. We talked about that on the podcast too. Great stuff. You know what else? You know what else I did? There was a
2: shockwaves at least in my life. Um, Z Dog is has, has has stopped his has given up his rap career. Who's Z Dog? Can you explain who Z Dog is? Z Dog <laughs> is this Utah Jazz super fan, and he is famous, and he he went semi viral for a. A diss video, um, a Utah Jazz. I believe, I believe they were playing the Rockets in the playoffs, and he and he recorded a diss track against the Rockets. And I'm going to play it for you now. Oh, okay. so here's Z Dog, and uh, and just listen.
1: Here, you know who it is? (laughs) Clippers. They're so ugly. Oh, the Clippers, the Clippers. Man, DeAndre Jordan shouldn't be an all-star. Clippers are so ugly. They smell like weed. L.A. is the worst city ever. (laughs) Come (laughs) Johnson is the king of the entire jazz. Yeah. Clippers fans are disgusting. They smell like they they smell like Popeye's chicken breasts Yeah. (laughs) Let's go jazz. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs baby. (laughs) Sweat by Jazz. (laughs) Clippers are the worst team in the NBA. I don't know why they have to have a coach like Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a crybaby. His son, Austin Rivers, smells like weed. (laughs) Clippers, you're so physical, but you're the worst team and the trashiest team in the NBA. My staff are the best team in the NBA. They have their number one fan. His name is Z Doggy. Yo, that's me. That's me. Z Doggy. Not, not Z Caddy, but Z Doggy. <laughs> Dash number one fan, Die Hard. What up? the Clippers like making love to the referees. They don't deserve all the calls. Uh, I hope like, Griffin. Chris, Paul, and Deontay Jordan will lead the Clippers. Cause Clippers are the worst team in L.A. But my jazz will sweep them in the playoffs. Playoffs. Oh, yeah. Z-Dog alert. Jazz, nation, jazz, nation, jazz, nation, what?
4: <laughs> okay. We didn't wow. probably have to listen to that whole thing, huh?
5: Absolutely no! What are you talking about? The the the, the end was the best, but he did get his wish. He, he did get his P-p-playoffs. wish. DeAndre Jordan
2: has he- left. Chris Paul has left. Blake Griffin has left.
4: Yeah, they're all gone.
2: When the first time I saw that, I was, and it gets better every time. He's oh. but he's given up his rap career.
5: <laughs> wait, wait, did he officially retire? He, that's the tweet I sent you. He gave up his rap career. Why that, would he do that? that he was, was so good.
3: That was the, the item on the rundown I kept putting on there because I, I had no idea what it was, but we just never talked about it I until now. This was weeks ago career. that Joe or Dean My said this is. one. Uh, I, Joe, you muted me. I was dying.
5: <laughs> I know because since you and Dean are on the same channel, every time you laughed, it would cut the audio to the to the Z Dog. <laughs>
4: Wrong. No, that was smart audio engineering because yeah. I noticed that also. So that was, that was good. You know, that's you what I went to that? school
5: for all those years, Scott. Thank is, you.
2: <laughs> I can't like it's so amazing. It's so amazing. This is let's, a go brain, dog. let's go bring a Blindino. Oh my god, Z Dog.
4: I'm gonna miss you. It's
5: it's it's really a tragedy that he's gone.
4: He's yeah. still tweeting. He's definitely still a fan. Well well he's not he's done rapping though, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, but you know how those musicians, they always say they're done and then they come back with a new single.
5: <laughs> All right. Ready? It hurts. Brandon Blandino. go's Belinda Carlisle versus Heaven is a Place on Earth, Belinda Carlisle.
2: Oh, OK. If you grew up in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. Does anybody remember remember when Belinda Carlisle when the Go Go's stopped and then there was a delay and then Belinda Carlisle showed up and did
4: did a solo album?
5: Yes, you're be. On, I think you're going to be on your own on this one.
4: Did you J, Hey, by the way, Dean, did you just watch that Go Go's documentary that Showtime did? Yeah, that's what brought it up. Okay, so like the Go Go's were
2: amazing. I loved the Go Go's, but they were like kind of like this, you know, this poppy fun group of girls just you know it's we're gonna have fun and all this stuff and then belinda Carlisle comes out in a, there's a solo album and she was like she went from this like poppy happy you know girl band to sexy af like unbelievable because <laughs> I,
4: I, I didn't want to say as fuck and i should just say as fuck but Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, just I just, just that entire line.
2: Why? No, I, I know. But watch the watch the the heaven is a place on earth video. She looks. It, everybody was like, "Is that Belinda Carlisle from the go Go-Go, GoGo's?" And I was watching that documentary, and it just made me think of that. Um, and she's still performing today.
4: Do Belinda- so you like that song? Heaven is a place on earth. I love that song. It's a great song. I don't
5: think I know that one.
4: I'm, I'm you know, up you the video know it. Now. She's she's beautiful. You, you know sure. it, Joe. I guarantee you've heard it.
5: I really was trying uh, to get Dean to sing a verse for us, but
2: I think so well that it would be a copyright
4: infringement. Um, you you've heard it. Uh, you I hum sh- a few bars. I'm sure when you were a, a well, young you know, man, you heard it at the mall. are
1: there other artists? Oh, dude, that
2: speaking were in a of, band that went solo and we're like completely like, whoa, what, what just happened? Well, Timberlake.
1: Yeah.
4: always big, though. I guess you could say Beyonce, you know? Yeah,
2: but in, but I think, like, Beyonce, to me, like, I always, like... You knew she was going to be big? Like I, knew, saying? I knew she was going to be big, I, she was always... But, like, it was like the Belinda Carlisle Go-Go's. It was, like, one of those movies where it was, like, you know, one of those teen movies where kind of like the nerd and then she's wearing glasses and stuff and then all of a sudden she takes off the glasses and lets down her hair and you're like oh my god she's amazing and that's what it was for like during that time I just remember everybody being like whoa Belinda Carlisle looks not that she didn't look she was just it was a different vibe it was like this cutesy
4: pop thing and it was still pop but she was like You're telling me that there was the talk of Long Island when she went so
5: of my high school, man. No question. Dude, speak okay, speaking of music, (laughs) have you guys heard this the new this new Cardi B song that everyone's now?
4: No. Yes. Of course.
5: No.
4: (laughs) I like how this is like this is officially like it's a couple weeks now, and it's gonna be like, oh, this is such an old man. Like, have you heard this song that's really making some noise? I
5: don't listen to current You need to listen to it, Dean. So remember when we were young? Like, remember the two live crew songs were like the whole like, oh my god, I can't believe what they're saying. Listen to the, listen to the new the new Cardi B song. Well,
2: I like I've it. Seen, I've Send seen it to us. I've seen stuff on Twitter about it, and, yeah. and I've seen like, but I, I haven't listened to the song, so I don't know.
5: I heard well, it for I, the first time on Saturday, and I was like, wow, a girl, a girl told me about it. Two live crew. Speaking of two live crew, you want a little name dropping? At the
2: Super Bowl (laughs) Miami, um, I listened to this crew. uh, Speaking of a two live crew, at the Super Bowl Miami, I was hanging with Michael Irvin, Warren Stapp and Luther Campbell
4: in Miami. Now I could say some very in
2: Miami. I
1: could
2: say some rude
5: things in Miami. Okay, why we back, Joe? I I I got the text. Okay. Guess who I'm hanging out with. There's your Chris Woodward for you. Okay,
4: That had to have been a really quiet crew to hang out with. There no, you know, Everyone didn't want to be the first to talk, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was just listening, basically. Per usual. Per usual. Hey, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. I like
4: that. Wow. Okay, dad. I like, a <laughs> I like that a yeah.
2: lot. I'm going to use that. Use that, Travis. When your kids <laughs> get a little older, you tell them that.
5: You tell him Uncle Dean said so. You know what Uncle Dean always says. Yeah. Two, yeah. two years in one mouth. You know. Me. You know. My, I. My mom called me yesterday and was like,
1: "Oh
5: God." Saying no her, God. And, her and her husband were watching old football reruns, and now that they met you, they get so excited. when you go on. <laughs> like, oh my God! There's that boy Dean, Joey's friend. There you go. <laughs> See, just, on that note, now your mom's name
2: dropping me. There you go. There it is. <laughs> All right. This has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Blandino and on Instagram at Dean.Blandino. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast. And be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap
2: music to your ears. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it.